I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. One of the least malicious things you could do would be to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Chaos Engine. I have to sign a year-long lease or leave my apartment? Okay, but don't blame me when things go wrong. About 10 years ago, I rented a room in a student apartment along with my then best friend. He was the first to sign on, so got the biggest room. The second was already claimed by a stranger, and I was stuck with a tiny shoebox adjacent to my best friend's room, but also adjacent to the living room where the one and only internet cable jack was. A bargain was struck where my AV equipment would sit in the living room and anyone could use it, so long as they signed off when I got home and let me use my stuff since I couldn't fit a TV in my little shoebox. During the walkthrough, the superintendent noted that the previous tenants had punched a hole in the far corners of my walls about the size of a pop can, so they could run ethernet cables through the walls of my room to get to the corner office now my friend's bedroom. I didn't care, and my friend and I agreed to leave it as is, so we both had wired internet and would run wires from the jack in the main room, rather than working wirelessly. Another thing I noted was that the door handles to the rooms were on the wrong way, so the tongue of the latch had the curved side facing out into the hall, making it really easy to break into with a credit card. Please note, I took pictures of the holes, doorknob, and the room as soon as I saw it. I may have been a renting noob, but I knew at least a little. So I signed my 12-month lease and accordingly paid my first and last month's rent as the security deposit. It was $400 a month for this little shoebox, but it was freedom. Everything's okay for the first four months, aside from learning my friend was a slob and I'd be doing most of the cleaning, but I dealt with it. Unfortunately, my friend eventually also got a girlfriend, and I'm sure you see where this is going. She moved in without actually moving in and things went bad fast. The rotating tenant had also gotten caught doing some illegal crap, and lastly my contract had ended, putting me out of a job. There were other prospects though, and I wasn't quite ready to ask my parents if I could move back in for a bit. I suppose it wasn't clear enough for one user, but part of the setup here is that the landlord knew the rotating tenant had broken the law a couple times in the apartment. We'd complained, and they'd done fat diddly squat about it, despite actually having the legal right to evict this guy. We were expecting he'd leave at the end of the year anyways, as he was a student, so we didn't push too hard, but they knew what they had. And so long as he paid rent, they didn't care what laws he broke in the building. Now, where's our malicious compliance, I hear you ask? Well, in Ontario, a residential tenancy automatically renews on a month-to-month basis after the defined period. In my case, a year ends. Unless either the landlord or tenant gives a notice of termination. A tenant must provide 60 days notice of intent to leave, and the landlord can kick you out only if you violated specific guidelines, which I had not. Always paid on time, no complaints, and I'd caused no damage to my room they were aware of. I had put up some pictures, but they'd not been by once to inspect in the time I'd been there. Anyhow, instead of receiving a notice of termination, I received a demand about 70 days from the end of my lease from my landlord to sign a new year-long lease starting 
starting at the end of my current period. When I told them I intended to continue month to month, as I may still be able to find a job and needed that extra flexibility, they told me I couldn't and that I needed to sign the new contract or they'd evict me. I asked what grounds they thought they had to evict me and they just repeated the threat, sign or get kicked out. This went round and round for a few days, getting nowhere, until the girlfriend left the door unlocked to the apartment for the hundredth time and I came home to find two tweaked out strangers that no one knew sitting on the couch playing on my consoles and I decided I needed out. So I said okay, I'm leaving at the end of my lease within the 60 day warning period and since they demanded first and last month's rent as the security deposit, I indicated that they wouldn't be receiving a rent payment for the final month. They complained a bit, claiming I needed to pay an extra month because there needed to be a security deposit, and I just reminded them I could always stay on a month-to-month, which they again refused. This is the second bit of clarification maybe I need to make. Aside from the fact that them trying to force me into a lease is illegal, I wasn't paying that last month's rent because I saw something coming a mile away. Within a week, my family helped me move back home and the apartment sat empty for two weeks until the final month of my lease started. I also took a picture of the room when I left and wouldn't you know it, electronically, it's a match. You can't see the pinholes from my pictures, but that's fine. I didn't return the key immediately because I wanted to patch the pinholes from my wall hangings before handing it in, as I wanted no other trouble. Well, crap. The day I came back to do this, I found out that the rotating tenant had broken into my room and dumped all his crap in there and was using the room for storage, had caused a load of damage to the doorframe breaking in, and cut deep gouges in the drywall by pushing a spare metal bed frame along one wall. It frankly looked like a crack house. Oh no, the criminal we'd warned them about, and who had access to an easily broken into room had broken into this room and trashed it. Whoever could have seen this coming? I brought the super upstairs, showed her what he'd done, and told her in no uncertain terms that I wasn't cleaning his crap out of my room and handed over the key. If they had any issues with the state of the room, they were to harass him, not me. And yes, I do realize as an adult, I could have charged him for breaking and entering, but this whole experience had soured so badly, I was just ready to be done. About a week later, I get an email from the apartment owners sending me a bill for damages. They want a flat $500 to repaint and get this, patch the damage done by the guy who broke into my room as well as the holes in the walls the previous tenants had left, trying to blame all of it on me. Needless to say, I was livid and emailed them back that the superintendent was well aware of the holes the previous tenants left, and that the damage to the room they were noting currently was due to the break-in, not any actions of my own. They responded they didn't care, and get this, if I didn't want to be on the hook for the holes for the ethernet cable, I should have taken pictures when I first moved in. Cue me sending them the pictures of the holes that I took before moving in and the backwards door latch with a heads up that the rotating tenant would never have been able to break into my room as easily as he did if they put the doorknob on the right way round. They also got the before and after pics of the room. I also quoted the specific passages that indicated that I'd offered to go to month to month leasing rather than leaving now, and that if they hadn't tried to push me into a lease, I'd still be there 
and the damage would have never happened as the rotating tenant left at the end of his period anyways. I also told them that even if I had been responsible for the damage, I wouldn't have paid anything unless they could provide receipts indicating the repairs actually cost $500, and that if they really thought they had a case against me, they could serve me but that I was well prepared to provide the judge every instance I'd logged over the year of them violating tenant law, starting with trying to bully me into signing a lease. Never heard anything back. If you were in this situation and your landlord was trying to beat you down trying to get you to pay $500 for repairs that you're not even responsible for or else they'll take you to court, would you be willing to call their bluff and back it up if they ever actually did? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is by Luck J, forcing us to attend a meeting on vacation? Fine, see you at midnight. Today's story comes from the world of education, where teachers are burnt out, overworked, and underpaid. Due to an influx in federal funding due to COVID stimulus money, our district decided to put that money to good use. Did they give us much-needed raises, hire more aides, update our 60-year-old building? No, even better, they hired several educational consultants to coach us on how to do our jobs. This alone was very insulting to most teachers, many of whom had been teaching longer than some of the consultants had been alive. Thankfully, many of the new consultants didn't really impact our day-to-day work. But there is one who is particularly difficult, I'll call her the Panther for reasons known only to me and a couple of colleagues, but it's a nickname she comes by honestly. The Panther continually adds to our workload, insults teachers with snide remarks, and talks down to the staff. At one point, it got so unbearable that the most experienced teacher in our department simply got up from a meeting, told the principal to get a sub, and drove away. One of the biggest issues had been a sharp spike in unneeded meetings as consultants worked to justify their contract. We meet to discuss data, testing, plan units, or do everyone's favorite, team building activities. However, all is finally looking up, as every teacher knows we're nearing the most wonderful time of year, Christmas break. We'll get two glorious weeks of not being harassed by students or administrators. Enter the Panther. We received an email at the end of last week from our consultant telling us we needed to have a meeting over Christmas break to plan Unit 4. She told us we could pick the day and time and then send her the Zoom link and she would join to lead it. Needless to say, the department was very unhappy. We had already all planned the unit anyway, but the Panther said she needed to be involved in any planning and insisted the meeting was necessary. Finally, my department head had had enough. She planned the meeting as instructed and sent us all the link for the Zoom session. The meeting was planned for 11pm on December 24th. We all instantly accepted the meeting time and confirmed that we would attend. For some reason, the Panther wasn't happy with the meeting time. She pushed back, griped to an assistant principal who backed us, and tried to get us to change. But she got the same answer everywhere. You told them to schedule a meeting, so either attend or cancel. She cancelled. Imagine by far and away the biggest issue with your job is that you're underfunded and underpaid. Then a wealth of money flows in that can really make some change for these teachers and improve situations, or at least the buildings and classrooms and supplies, and they just spend it on people who show up to tell you, oh you're not doing your job good enough, or oh you have to do this extra thing on top of all the other stuff you do for your job, and your performance will just increase. 
it would frustrate the heck out of me too. And our final story of the days by Suspicious Society 598, no one helps me around the house, aggressively cleans and watches roommate fall apart, so I've, 30 year old female, written about this roommate before in other posts. I'm sure you can find them if you look me up, but basically I have this really spoiled, really immature roommate. 25-year-old female who's taken to scapegoating me whenever something in her life is going poorly. Feel fat? OP's not doing enough dishes. Stressed at work? OP's not doing enough dishes. Traveling soon? OP's not doing enough dishes. It's always the dishes and no, I don't do less than my fair share. If I do more than my fair share, they're not done promptly. And if they're done promptly and I do more than my fair share, We still have communication issues about chores. It's all made up BS. So today, our other roommate, 26 year old male, sits me down to have a discussion about communication. Long story short, she doesn't know how to communicate and I should just know without having to ask. So it's my job to help her whenever she needs help because she's stressed out and she's unhappy with herself right now. And just for context, she's in food service and me and the other roommate are upper level graduate students. I also have two jobs. She's not the only one working. I'm livid. This whole conversation is deeply inappropriate considering I'm not her therapist. I'm not even her friend. I'm her roommate. So I ask, okay, what's something we can help with? And he mentions making dinner since that's so stressful for her. And I do it. I make dinner. I relax the whole time. I pull it all together. I serve it and clean up. And the entire time we're eating, spoiled roommates just sulking through dinner while I stare at our other roommate. She didn't have to lift a finger and she's still being a jerk. She even criticizes the dish because the chicken Alfredo has too much chicken. As soon as she drops that, I look at not spoiled roommate and do a C gesture. Fallout. Now, those two are getting ready to fight because her campaign to make me look like the problem just fell apart. We all done saw what was behind the curtain. There's a lot of things I really like about this story. First of all, OP included their Alfredo sauce recipe at the bottom of the story. I just love extra details like that, it just makes it feel so much more real. But I also love how OP dealt with this with practicality and patience. There was this issue going on with this roommate who was being lazy, was trying to frame OP in a bad light. The other roommate for some reason can't see it and says, okay, well, let's just help her out. Let's do some things that just lift the mood for this other roommate. So OP doesn't argue. OP buckles down and says, okay, I'm gonna show you that this roommate is literally out to get me. OP goes and does everything exactly right. And what do they do? They end up getting that roommate on their side in the situation. I get people are stressed and there's probably drama going on for that roommate, but it's definitely not okay for them to try to pass it off and blame it on somebody else or trying to make somebody look bad or blame them for things and using that as a coping mechanism of sorts. Whatever the roommate's game and goal here is, it's kind of weird. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.